What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast, where we have conversations that inspire. I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and on today's episode, we are focusing on the importance of well-being. But before we go any further, I would like to take a second and introduce today's special guest. So today we have with us Cassandra Lyons, who is a team assist for one of the OPA practices. Cassandra, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of want to just start off with just kind of some of the basics. Um, can you just maybe give us a little bit of background as to maybe what what is an OPA practice or what in essence, what do you do in your OPA, in the OPA practice that you work at? How long you maybe been with Orlando Health? Um, and just kind of, again, a little bit of a background. Yeah, okay. So I've been with Orlando Health as a team member for the last two years. I was a volunteer while I was a UCF student. Um, so I volunteered for a little while Super and then... Cool. Um, once I graduated, I came on board as a team member, so I was super excited for that transition. Yeah. Um, I've been in my team assist role for a little over a year now, um, so I'm in the outpatient primary care. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I help the office and my manager, you know, with our day-to-day operations. And, okay. You know. Yeah, that's that's super cool. What 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 kind of uh, piqued your interest to go into one of the into one of the practices? I just, I've always loved Orlando Health and what it stood for and what it does for Central Florida. Yeah. And it just, I just felt like I was at home there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think because of the fact Orlando Health, you know, is a, it identifies as a community hospital, right, for, for people to know that, you know, you're in an organization that is able to give back, you know, in, in different capacities, but being able to help patients out and just to kind of be there and even bridging the gap for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely a big, pretty big deal. And it's nice to go from one community to another, you know, being a UCF student and making that transition yeah. into another community is, it's really heartwarming. And- yeah, definitely. And you, and, you, and you stayed in town, which yeah, is great, yeah. you know? <laughs> so as we are talking about well-being, I kind of want to just start off with what made you even fill out the form? <laughs> um, I think well-being is really important yeah. to yourself as an individual and how you cre- interact with your community. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. For sure. And, and, and it's important. It's just as important as, say, your physical well-being. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you look back at just like the last two years and, and what the world has gone through, right? Um, even if we're focusing just on the pandemic or just even everything that, that we've had to, to do and work towards in the last two years, you know, there's been a lot of change. You know, and like you said, when we're talking about well-being, and I loved how you said that it's not just focusing on the physical side of it, but also on the mental um, or emotional side of well-being. Because believe it or not, you know, every every single one of us have been impacted in, in, in one particular way. You know, I tell people all the time that even though my background is in mental health and I am a therapist, um, I remember when the pandemic first started, um, I didn't know what, was, what to do, you yeah, know? <laughs> it was quite a change. And I think especially socially, too, was yeah. a big thing, especially if you really are an extrovert. Oh, for being, sure. You know, when you have to stay home and kind of isolate yourself, that could be very hard. I mean, yeah. personally, that was a little tough for me because I am kind yeah. of a people person. Yeah, no, I like 100%. To talk and, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. there were definitely things that happened throughout the pandemic. I reconnected with an old friend. Yeah. I got very close with the roommate where, honestly, if the pandemic happened, I, I, I don't know if it would have happened. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate it did because they're some of my very sh- strong support systems. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we, we were very fortunate in that okay. sense. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you can go back two years ago with what you learned over the course of the last two years, what is what is some advice that you would probably give yourself? 
I think it's something I still try to learn today and I mm-hmm. still remind myself is like don't compare yourself to other people's timelines mm. especially at my age and at early 20s you know you go on especially with social media it's very easy to yeah. do you scroll through and who just got a promotion who just graduated who's getting engaged who's buying a house sure. like it's okay that you're not there yeah. you will get there and you know enjoy what you have right now yeah because absolutely. you do always look oh i couldn't wait to graduate high school i couldn't wait to graduate college to get my job like enjoy your present right now yeah it goes quick no that's that's great you know i think what happens too especially in, in, in the culture today is that we're kind of we're always trying to reach the next big thing right so and, and yet we don't take advantage or even get to enjoy what's really in front of us right so maybe that one person uh finally was able to buy a house but for them it's like okay i bought my house and then three days later well what's the next what's the next big thing you know what's the next project or what's the next accolade and and to an extent like when i hear that that, that sounds really really exhausting yeah you and know? like even though i am i'm only 24 but the older i get the more i realize how quickly life is going like I mean yeah. I remember got you know graduating high school like it was yesterday and I'm already out six years now yeah and I'm like oh wow like that was really quick so like <laughs> ten year high school reunions coming yeah, up soon yeah <laughs> like oh, that's kind of stressful <laughs> yeah yeah and then you start thinking like if I do go to this high school reunion uh, I have to show that I'm successful it's yeah. almost like the pressure pressure yeah 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 and and social media unfortunately does and I I don't say this in a, in a, in a great way but they do a good job at adding that pressure, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that you are, in essence, keeping up with the others, right? And if you're not, it's it's almost like this construct of there's, there might be something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, Cassandra, one of the things that you had mentioned earlier was the amount of pressure at times that you feel like when you're looking at social media where you're looking at maybe your friends or, or other people on, on whether it's Insta or TikTok, and you're seeing it's almost like I, I kind of need to be there, right? So um, you're seeing your friends maybe getting married and having kids, buying houses, and maybe you yourself, uh, are not that you're not there, but at some point you will be. H- how do you manage that pressure? Like maybe when you're, when you're logging on and you're looking at that post and, you know, how do you, how do you manage that? It, it can be tough, I'm not gonna lie. Especially like, you know, I can get my self-esteem down. It's like, oh, like, why don't I deserve that? But you just mm. have to quickly move yourself out of that where, you know, if you are surrounded by, you know, good supportive friends, you wanna be happy for them too. Sure, sure. Because we all struggle with something in our life. And 100%. if they did, you know, make a big accomplishment, they got a new job, they got into graduate school, like just be happy for them because you would want someone to be happy for you yeah. and when, that, when your time comes. Yeah. So just be supportive right now yeah and you know karma will come around to you and be supportive back to you yeah yeah so like i said it, it is tough and there are some days where i do you know kind of beat myself up about it but i know mm-hmm. you know be supportive for your friends and be happy for sure. them because be the person i always say be the person you need mm-hmm. so if you need someone to be supportive and kind and happy for you like be that for others. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's gold right there. You know, I I absolutely agree. You know, because again, even with the pressure, right? There's this this construct that you probably tell yourself, like, I want to be happy for them, but then is there something wrong with me that I haven't gotten there? So yeah, that pressure can be can be intense, right? And at times, even that imposter syndrome kind of kicks in, where it's like, am I doing something wrong? Is is something wrong? Am I am I broken? Right? Is mm-hmm. is there something that I need to fix here? And and just like you said, it's 
not necessarily right it's just different seasons mean means different things so maybe in the season that you're in right now doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you have to be because maybe your focus is on something that's entirely different and maybe your priority is somewhere else and for them that's where their priority is that doesn't mean that either one of them is right or wrong it just means it's a different path mm-hmm. for right now but i loved what you said is being the person that you need or that you will need i think that's so vital because again we can get caught up in maybe over the, the, the jealousy or the overzealous and stuff like, I, I wish I had what they had. Um, but then what happens is as a friend, you limit yourself and you're, you limit your availability or even your ability to, you know, appreciate them or even celebrate them, right? So it's almost like this, like, I'm, I'm smiling or I'm clapping on the outside, but internally I'm like, I kind of hate you, you know, and and yeah, you don't really get anywhere with that. And, and like you said, there's going to come a point in time in your life where you're going to meet those accolades, too. And if you can't be a cheerleader for that person now, then who's going to be that cheerleader for you later on? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes I think being angry and being envious, sometimes it's just too much energy. Yeah. And it's just almost too much work. Yeah. Just, Sure. Be happy for others. Like I said, you know, the world can be a scary yeah. and sometimes lonely place. Yeah. So I think if you, you know, put out that good energy and that happiness towards others, mm-hmm. it will come back. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay to not be where everyone else is. Right. Everyone has their own timeline and it will happen when it's yeah. supposed to. As long as you keep working hard, yeah, it, yeah. it will one hundred percent. It's about it's about enjoying the journey, right? Enjoying enjoying the path to to, to wherever it is that you're headed to, you know, and focusing on the present, focusing on the here and now. And that's something even in therapy, um, when I work with, with different clients that I, I always talk about, because when we're even looking at the concept of well-being, like depression and anxiety, right? Depression focuses on things of the past and anxiety focuses on things of the future or the unknown. And at times, many people can get stuck on either or or in both of them, and they forget about the here and now. They forget about what's really in front of them, right? So going back to the pandemic, you know, people were were freaking out or, or in essence, maybe just even that survival mode of, I don't know what's to come. And maybe even when the vaccine wasn't even out, like, will there even be a cure or is this for forever? Or I've lost so much that then at times they end up forgetting or, or not, not so much forgetting, but the focus is shifted and they forget, like you said, like the here and now and just being present and enjoying the particular moment. But again, this isn't to exclude or or say that, you know, people didn't go through something pretty strenuous or, or stressful. So. No, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. So Cassandra, what would you say is one underrated tool that is indispensable for you? Recently, I've kind of combined two important things for me that I do for my well-being. I yeah. am very big into working out and moving my body. I dance and ran track for years. Wow. Um, going to the gym is very important to me but also connecting with friends Mm -hmm. and kind of venting and with them so lately a lot of me and my friends we go on walks together okay so we're moving our body enjoying the outdoors plus we're you know kind of unpacking our week or our months and you know what's just going on in our lives whether it be our personal lives work life our home life and it's just kind of really therapeutic i think Mm. for the both of us yeah no i I love that i I think there's there's definitely a benefit of just being able to have those that that support system like you said to just kind of be able to unpack whether that's through a walk 
or just to be able to just, you know, talk about just your day to day, you know, as I think, again, there's something about that, the connection part of it. You know, we, I know we talked about that before and just forming those different types of relationships can make such a big difference, especially when we're talking about well-being, mm-hmm. you know, being able to have those people that we can, in essence, lean on. Yeah. So one of your favorite quotes that I read said, mindset is everything. So, it, I mean, although the quote sounds pretty clear, what does that mean to you? I think with my own self, I can get my mind to believe anything I tell it mm. in both positive and negative. Yeah. So if you go into something with a positive attitude, that's just going to open doors and just be a little bit lighter. Where if you keep yourself around negative emotions and you know, situations, I kind of think it brings you down. So I think always just try to go into something with an open, positive mindset. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it, it might work out just fine. For sure. You can definitely convince yourself, um, of whether it's on a positive note or even on a negative note. And, and again, when we're even looking at just kind of how the world has shifted, right, um, with everything and all this change, we can look at the change and say, all this change has been absolutely bad for us. And we can find everything that will convince us to that and say, yep, the world is a bad place, things aren't doing well, versus, you know what, although the change has happened, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to choose to look at the positive side and or things that, or, or just think a little bit more optimistically. And again, your mind will find what it follows. So, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree with that. And I think, you know, the world can be kind of a scary place. Yeah. But I still think there's a lot of good in the world. 100%. And you just have to find those people and I think working in healthcare you know I do meet a lot of people and there's some people that are just I'm like wow you are just so nice and so kind to the world yeah 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 and it's just you know hold on to those people and those things yeah yeah like I said life is short and you know the pandemic changed things in an instant yeah yeah you know I I had the privilege uh about two years ago right when the pandemic had started I, I had the privilege of working um with cancer patients and, you know, what's interesting is that here I was sitting in front of can- cancer patients who were who had a terminal diagnosis. Um, and what's interesting about that was there were patients that just came in and just gave you the biggest smile in the world. That even though they knew that their condition was not going to, they, you know, they weren't going to find resolve um, or in essence treatment was, wasn't going to, treatment helps, but wasn't the answer they still found a way to express gratitude. They were still smiling. And I'll never forget, that took me back so much because of the fact that, like, here I am, you know, and at times trying to find moments where I'm like, oh, this isn't going well or this day is, isn't, isn't good. And here they are knowing, you know, that they have a terminal diagnosis and yet they're still choosing to smile. They're still choosing happiness. And there was just something about that that was so captivating. Yeah, it really does put things in perspective when you do interact with yeah. situations like that. It's like it does show you to really show gratitude for the life that you do have yeah. or the people you have around you. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think that's the one indispensable tool that I would say is for me is gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to practice it more and more, but there's just something about gratitude you know, that, that really just shapes your, your, your mindset. You know, it's interesting because research has shown that, you know, when, when you're having this gratitude, grateful mindset, 
it's really hard for, for anxiety to even live within that realm or even depression. Um, and so, so what I love about gratitude is just those little moments, right? Taking those time, the, those moments out throughout the day. For me, it's like I'm always grateful of the cup of coffee that I had in the morning or when I get to put my girls down to sleep mm-hmm. at night and just know like, hey, my girls are safe. You know, we're safe. Um, and, and yeah, could I have more? Probably, you know, I think the world kind of conditions you that way to always want more, kind of oh, what we yeah. talked about. But sometimes it's just taking a step back and just being okay with what we have right now, you know, and, and knowing that there's other people right now in the world. Like when we're looking at Ukraine and we're looking at different parts of the world, um, they're without, you know, and, you know, we may not have the, the, the most designer clothes on, <laughs> but we have clothing, we have food, we have shelter, you know, so. So when we're looking at the idea of well-being, how would you define well-being? I think for me, I would define it as being physically, like we said, mentally and socially content Mm. with where you're at. Yeah. And I think that can be very fluid because what I'm content with today as a 24-year-old versus what I'll be in 10 years or 20 years can change. And I think that's okay. And I think, you know, what I'm content with versus what you might be content with is two different things and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's just being content with my life. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, and, and I agree with that. And, and I think also what happens is, like you said, you kind of have these three buckets, right? And you're looking at physical, you're looking at mental, emotional well-being, and then you're looking at social well-being, you know, and it doesn't mean that all three areas have to be fulfilled at every single time, you know, because there may be a time or a season in your life where maybe physically you're doing everything that you need to do. And, and, and you know, from a physical standpoint, you're eating healthy, you're exercising, you're working out, and that cup is full, but yet there may still be, in essence, a sense of a void. Mm-hmm. And that's where maybe we have to then evaluate, hey, how's our emotional well-being and, or how's our social well-being? And sometimes there's going to be seasons where we have to borrow from those different buckets, so to speak. You know, So uh, like I said, you know, maybe, maybe your, your physical well-being bucket is, is full, um, or maybe there's, it's more overwhelmed and you need to borrow from that emotional side of it all, you know. One thing that we've learned and we continue to learn is change is constant, you know. So whether change is something that we control or that, that you know, happens outside of our own control, change is bound to happen, you know. And at times, even in those seasons of change, you know, it can feel very lonely, especially if you have, if you don't have a support system or if you don't have anybody that's maybe walking, you know, that 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 trial that trial season you know i i'm a big believer in peaks and valleys you know when Mm -hmm. i look at the mountain and you know we all go and we all have those peak and valley moments right so when we're at the peak everything is great you know life is great and, and and life is is what it needs to be and i've arrived but then what happens when you know you reach that valley you know and if there's anything that i learned about being in the valley is that's where the biggest growth comes from. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think when you're down low, you appreciate your highs way 100%. more. 100%. Because I think when, yeah, when you're high on life, it's like, oh, everything is great. <laughs> and you almost forget that things might not always be so great right. and, or haven't always been right, great. Right, right. So I think it does show you to yeah. really show gratitude like you were Absolutely. saying earlier. You know, I've met people that are like, I just always want to be happy. And yeah, that sounds cool and all, but I'm like, well, but how will you know what, how will you only want to be okay with happiness? Like, how will you be able to experience happiness if you don't know what sadness is either? It's like, in order for you to know happiness, you have to experience sadness. You have to experience those valleys because that, like you said, it's when you're down there and you look up, then you're like, oh, I remember when I was up there or mm-hmm. or the reminder or even the motivation of, I know I can get back up there. I've been there before. 
And, and one thing that I always encourage people when they're in the valleys is asking them almost like a self-reflective question and saying, you know, what, what do I need to learn while I'm in this valley? Okay, so if this is the season that I'm walking through or that I'm about to walk through, what can I learn about myself? What can I maybe learn about others? And, and, and in essence, what can I gain from this? You know, when, when I talk to a lot of people, what's interesting is that's where the biggest growth, like I said before, happens. So you start to talk to people who, you know, oh, I remember that season. I remember this, this was the worst season of my life. But most of them will tell you that they don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Most of them will say, you know what, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't want to. But if I had to do it again... You know, I'll, I'll do it again because of the growth that that comes as a result of that. You know, and 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 suffering. I think suffering, although it has it does have a very negative connotation. You know, that's we're stretched. It's like a muscle, right? When we're working out, kind of like we said, working out, we're we're stretching these muscles out. And before you know it, a couple of months later, as you're stretching out those muscles, the muscles, you know, they regenerate, get stronger. And I think kind of the same thing happens even in our own journey of life when we're going through these peaks and we're going through these valleys. Um, it helps us to get stronger. So, yeah. So what would you say are some ideas that you can maybe share with others who are wanting to prioritize their well-being? I think when you're starting that journey on well-being, it's important to remember about trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like just because one thing of self-care really works for one person doesn't mean it necessarily has to work as yeah. well for you. It might, it might, but it's okay if it doesn't. Just keep trying new things, whether it's going for a walk or reading or even a simple, if you do just enjoy watching reality TV show at the end of the <laughs> night, if that's what makes you feel good at the end of the day mm-hmm. and recharged, like that's okay too. Yeah. Or if it's, you know, doing your skincare. I mean, skincare is really important to me. So that's a huge um, part of my well-being. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just try different things. You will find something that works well for you. It's, it's very different for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and knowing, too, like, hey, you know what? Maybe physically you're motivated, but maybe that's not an area right now that, that you can do. So figuring out what works best for you and knowing that you can change that plan every single day if you have to. And and there's something also about, you know, starting small. You know, I think what happens too is, is when we try to, you know, have these massively big goals, uh, the truth is most of us won't ever achieve them. Yeah. You know? I mean, even like you said, starting small, like I start my day, I make my bed every single morning. Yeah. As little as it is, but I love to come home to my apartment and my bedroom is like put together and it just makes me feel good yeah. about the day I had and how mm-hmm. I'm going to start my day off at yeah. the beginning of the day. There's actually a book, I, I can't remember the title right now, um, that actually talks about making your bed, like the importance of just making your bed, because if nothing else, when you come back home, you've at least accomplished one task, mm-hmm. and then doing things that you can incorporate day in and day out. So, um, And again, changing that as, as you need to. And I think sometimes, even as little, like on my lunch break, I like to just go outside when it's warm. I mean, we're very fortunate to be in Central Florida where yeah. our weather's pretty nice throughout the year and just getting some fresh air and sunlight. You Absolutely. know, we stay inside a good portion of our day and just <laughs> getting outside and getting that warmth on your face, I don't know, makes me in a good mood yeah absolutely so. i mean and the vitamin d you know that, that that comes as a result of that for sure you know but but yeah you know just the fact that you're outside and you know there's a lot of research um that shows you know being in nature it, it actually helps to increase 
um, you know, if, if you're having a depressed mood or if you're anxious, you know, even colors make a really big deal. But there's like something about, you know, like the mountain view and leaves and trees and the, the greenery, you know. Uh, earlier this year, I actually went to, to Tennessee. Uh, we stood in a, in a cabin and the view that we had was the Smoky Mountains. And let me tell you, I, I probably just stood there, you know, sitting in the on the deck and just I would just literally like doze off, like just, you know, stare off. I mean, mm-hmm. um, looking at the mountains and just admiring like the beauty of that. Um, but there was such a calming sensation that that over that literally over overtook me. So. I got that similar feeling when I head out towards the beach. I mean, growing yeah. up on Staten Island, I was always very close to the water. So I would love just walking on the beach and hearing the waves oh, and just yeah, that sure. smell of the, you know, salt water. Just it calms you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, well, Cassandra, I just want to take a second and say thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast with us today. Um, and we just look forward to, you know, I, I know that you're a well-being agent. So, you know, you are, that, that one of the tasks that you're doing there is really just being the hands and feet of, of well-being and just be able to provide and bring well-being to not just your, your, your practice, but to other people, to other team members. And, and I think that, that, that actually says so much about just who you are and your personality. So I want to thank you for that. But again, I just want to take a second and thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. I want to thank you for having me. I'm very happy and excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. All right, everybody, we will see you on the next episode.